I am a Yoruba priestess. I am a minister in one of the most ancient traditions of African spirituality that exist. The Yoruba tradition are based on the oracles of Ifa. So the oracles of Ifa are the sacred scriptures for the Yoruba people that teach you uh, about living in order and value and balance. But the four basic principles for life that Yoruba people live by is number one, honor God. Have an intimate relationship with the God of your understanding. And since Yorubas didn't speak English, they didn't say God. They said Olodumare or Olorum. But that is not to say there's another God. It's just honoring the tongue of the people that are worshiping the God. The other principle is have a relationship with your ancestors and your clan. So those people who came before you, those people who worked uh, the land or the country or the culture in which you live, you must have a good relationship with them. In European spirituality, they're called angels. In African spirituality, they're called ancestors. The third tenet is have a relationship with your parents and your family. The African culture and tradition spiritually doesn't believe in put your parents in the nursing home. <laughs> You got to take care of mama and daddy and great grandma and big mama and big daddy till they're gone. Because that's how you get blessed in heaven, just to have a good relationship with your parents and your clan on earth. And finally, have a good relationship with your community. So a relationship with God, your creator, a relationship with your ancestors and your guardians, and a relationship with your family, your parents, your clan, and a relationship with your immediate community. Those are the four tenets of a healthy, balanced life according to Yoruba tradition presented in the form of 256 Odu that give the oral tradition of how to manage and master your life. Oh, ho, 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 ho. don't hit him so hardy, Yanla. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back with another head scratcher. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a conversation. We have to have this conversation tonight. And a lot of people are afraid to have religious conversations because, you know, religion and politics, you know. Gosh, these are hard conversations because people have, you know, these cemented, concretized ideas and viewpoints where the most openness should be displayed. Like when it comes to spirituality, you should be at your most open. But for most people, they are at their most closed. So what's happening is a lot of young people are moving away from Abrahamic belief systems. And when I say young folk, I'm talking about young black folk. Sisters in particular are moving away from Jesus and them, from Allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala, from Yahweh, the whole crew. A lot of people moving away from the Am Abrahamic. Father Abraham gave birth to all of those belief systems. Those are the three most popular belief systems. Those are the three most populated belief systems. But uh, things is changing. Why are black millennial women giving up the belief system that, you know, 
they're at least they're American for parents believed in, i.e. Islam or Christianity, and starting to slide further back. Becoming witches. A lot of people scared of that word. <laughs> Don't be scared of the word. You know what white people do. I know a lot of white people might be listening right now. I ain't scared of y'all. <laughs> white people take our ancient stuff and flip it and make it evil. Everybody has an image of a witch in their mind. That image comes from Halloween. That image comes from the Wizard of Oz. Floating around on broomsticks and wearing black with a green face and a mole with hair coming out of it. But did you know all that stuff originated in Africa? And there is a much richer and deeper meaning to it. Tonight's topic. Oh, Lord. Get to your phone lines. Don't be afraid to talk. My God sister is going to be in here, too. You know, I bring in my God sister for support. And she is an Ianifa. Huh? Say what? <laughs> I'm bringing in the heavy hitters tonight. Tonight's topic, witches with attitudes. WWA. <laughs> a deeper look at melanated black or millennial black women, their migration away from the Abrahamic beliefs back to African spirituality. The key question here is, should they carry their unhealed wounds with them? See, you can't be the same person in Ifa as you were in Christianity. Uh-oh, what is Ifa? We're going to cover it all. Oh, it's going to get deep. See, a lot of people will jump into African spiritual belief systems and think that they can think negative thoughts, think that they can think negative thoughts about themselves and other people, think that they now have the tools to do rituals and spells. Huh? Can't do that. All that stuff come back on you. Are you saying the concept of karma came from Africa? When we come forward, I'm going to introduce you to my guest. Tonight's topic, witches with attitude. You can't have an attitude with this newfound power. I got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. I honestly believe Jesus was one of the most toxic relationships I've ever had in the entirety of my life. You shouldn't keep your magic in the dark. Like, this is your soul. You need to share it to the world. Let it rain on me now. So be it. So it is. I was a super Christian. I was raised in the church. I was a worship leader. I'm like singing all over the place and touring over here and crying out to God. How many times have I prayed to Jesus to show up for things that were actually needed and he didn't show up? Melissa Whetstone grew up as a preacher's kid, but 12 years ago, she left the church. She says the community felt toxic and she didn't feel a personal connection to Jesus. Hi, how are you? 
I need the frankincense mercy is here. She eventually discovered Lukumi, a religion that was brought to Cuba by enslaved West Africans. It's just a beautiful thing to be a part of. It's a beautiful community spirit. You're learning and growing with other people. So I really love it. Black folks have left the church in higher numbers over the last decade than ever before. And younger generations are even less likely to affiliate with the church. But many young people are still seeking spirituality. And some are reviving traditions from Africa and the Caribbean through practices that connect them with their ancestors. This is my bovida or my altar. A few glasses of water. That's just for my specific ancestors who watch and look over me. I have liquor that my uncle likes, you know. Gotta make sure he's still getting little on the side. <laughs> I feed them, I talk to them, I spend time with them. Like, this is my place to be. So can you talk about some of the differences in what you study now to what your relationship was with Christianity then? What are you getting out of Lukumi that I you get didn't find in the I get answers to my prayers that I tell people that all the time. Like, when they're like, what's the difference? I'm like, because my prayers are answered. Like, that's one. When I come to my altar, and I pray to my ancestors, and I actually take my time to cry out. Not only do I get responses, I get physical manifestations and answers. You were born into a household where your dad was a pastor? Yes. How is that relationship with him now, and how did your family react? Um, I'm the black sheep of my family. I love my family to death. They love me, but we don't see eye to eye. They're like, girl, you're going to hell, you're going to burn. And I'm like, I was going to burn him. Oh, Lord. Is the black woman the original witch? Ooh. If so, why does she shun this knowledge in America? True or false? Christianity still exerts a powerful force in many black communities. But some young women are turning their back on the faith and returning to the older traditional religions of their ancestors. I, 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 I need to know. I, I, I need answers, right? Can a belief system liberate you from your internal wounds, the things you've been through? And, and for many people, because this is not to besmirch Christianity or any of the Abrahamic belief systems, I believe there's truth in all religions. I do believe that, 100%. You know, I will quote from Buddha, Lao Tzu, Hinduism, Taoism. You know, I'll quote from all over the world. Because I don't, I, but what I'm saying is there is a movement happening in America where sisters are leaving the choir. And becoming witches, starting to burn candles. Oh, my God. What is Iwa Puele in Yoruba? This is a big deal. Should black girl magic really be rooted in African spirituality? Is it rooted in African spirituality? Well, let me bring my sister in. Gotta bring my sister in. Lord have mercy. Ladies and gentlemen. I want to introduce you to my sister. This is my sister, Samantha, but I call her Thug Life. 
She's not a thug. She's, she's actually an Ianifa. She is a Yoruba priest, a Awo. And she's a millennial. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I really want her to come in here and drop some jewels on us. Can you talk to me about this mass migration of sisters leaving the church and going into Lukumi, uh, Vudun, Ifa, all of these ancient African belief systems? Why, why is that happening? Hello? Yeah, you couldn't hear me? Oh, I hear you now, my brother. I'm sorry. I just I kind of tuned off when you called me Thug Life. We talked about this, um, but it's all good. Okay, Iadami uh, is her name. Alafia. Iadami, Alafia. But again, can you give me a, a really strong answer to why so many young sisters are migrating away from the church? and into African spirituality. What are the benefits? What are the pros and the cons? Um, well, I can only really speak from my point of view. I myself, I'm a PK. I grew up in a church. Um, I come from a line of preachers and evangelists and prophets and all of those good things. So for myself, why I decided to walk away from the church was more or less because there was an the aspect of transparency that I wasn't getting there. Um, certain answers that were just closed-ended. It was no, well, why not? Well, because God says so, and just don't do it, which made me want to do something even more. Um, and in many aspects, when we look at the church and the growth of the church, coming more into now in these times, we see more women being active in the church and different things like that. But our roles were pretty much limited in many ways as how I saw things in the church. So just, you know, the basics of what everybody say, the hypocrisies, a lot of things. The church is just, they don't have the answers for what we need for this day and time. You know, tradition within itself is good to uh, preserve tradition, but at the same time, tradition within itself has to be expounded upon. It has to, it has to continue to grow. How it grows is now the new generations expound upon that, because even though this is tradition, we're still in the right now world which has changed and which has, which has shifted. So in the way that my mind shifted, it didn't really shift in the same direction as the church. So that's my personal opinion. There's many reasons why people decide to leave the church. A lot of traumas that happened to a lot of people happened to them right there in the church, myself. The things that happened to me right there in the church, for my family members, it was things that happened right there in the church. Mm. And in all of it, it was, oh, touch not thy anointed or... You know, got to work it out. You know, nothing about just, you know, what a lot of black folks do. We sweep stuff under the table. We don't really deal with the problem and try to get to the root of it. So what attracted me to African traditional spirituality was more about the answers that I got through the aspects of divination, um, better understandings of different things that I also got through those divination about myself. And, you know, just the the growth that I saw myself moving in it. It was something that was more practical, something that made me have to get into the mud with things. And, you know, it was more things that I had to actually practice and do. It wasn't just somebody coming and talking to me and lecturing me, and now I go out into these streets and that lecture out the window. You know, this was something that is, is more of a lifestyle. Uh -huh. So it's more. So let me ask you, because 
a lot of people get it get it kind of twisted up, right? They'll they'll in this way, right? First off, the connotation of the word witch, right? People hear witch and they think demon, demonic, evil. And the church has its own definition of that. And then on top of that, you mention the term divination, which I know in the Bible is expressly forbade. So I need to know why is divination forbade, uh, forbidden in the Bible and the term which in Yoruba, in Ifa, in these different belief systems that have evolved out of Ifa, what does which actually mean if we have it wrong in the American sense? Well, when we think about the term witch or just the etymology of it, so wit or witty, um, meaning ones of wit, so it's all about, you know, your, your good own common sense, really. Um, and when we talk about that, that's an empowerment of self. The church within itself is not going to seek to empower you in that way. Empower you to give your tithes and offerings, sure. Empower you to come and speak to this man and give your, your all belief to whatever this person is telling you over this pulpit, sure. But the power in yourself, we don't really see that much. We don't, we don't, we don't see that too often, you know. Just put all your faith in Jesus, turn around three times, hit a 360, and everything's going to be all right. Mm. But yet not having the tools to say, okay, now how do I actually apply this in my life? So the, the witch, which in, within it, the term witch within itself is all talking about intuition. And you tap into your own intuition. That intuition is that gut feeling. That gut feeling is that inner knowing. Mm. That inner knowing is what I've come here to remember mm. as I go through my experiences of life. I remember why I chose this destiny. I remember why I chose this path. I remember why I chose these parents and these people in my life. So that is what taps us into our intuition. To be one who is into it is to be a witch. So of course, they'll demonize it. Why not? Mm, mm. Let me ask. You're taking money out of their pocket. <laughs> right. Let me ask again. In context of African spirituality, what is the woman's role? Because I know in Christianity, sometimes women, well, not just Christianity, but the Abrahamic belief systems, sometimes the woman has been marginalized and put to the side. What is the woman's role in African spirituality? Is she venerated? Does she have a role that is equal to men? Is there a place for feminine energy alongside masculine energy? What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, the role of women in African tradition, uh, tradition is primarily what we are as that divine feminine force. So we are the restorer. We are the one that nurtures, that gives. <clears throat> we are the one that uh, uh, brings up our children and the childbearing and all those things. So all of those things play out in the aspects of coming, bringing people into ritual as well. We open the doors for ritual. We open the way for ceremony. This is what the woman's job is to do. Um, that divine feminine energy is even what helps us to even have power. When we look at that divine feminine energy, that is what we know as the Iyami or Iyami Osaranga or the great primordial mothers, those who govern this 
earthly realm or what we know as the place of exchange as we come to this earthly realm to exchange, exchange energy, time, experiences, etc. They are the ones who give us the ashe. What is the ashe? The ashe is the manifesting power or the power to manifest. This is the, the role of the woman. She opens the door to bring light that will be projected out of the darkness. Mm. She is the one who brings us into the doors of creation to understand who we are, why we are here, what we are, and what we are here to do. Wow. Do you know, you know, it's really blowing my mind with what you're saying right now. Because in my studies, I have picked up a lot of stuff now. And what I'm starting to realize, we lost this knowledge as men, and now we don't know how to treat women properly. If you listen to our, our our songs, if you listen to our music, if you go back to our granddaddies, treating a woman like a possession, objectifying women, using our wallets as leverage to cement the relationship. We've been doing a lot of mess because I think we've lost contact with this real information. Look, when I come forward, I'm going back to my sister Iadami. She's over here cooking with the rarest avocado oil. When we come forward, she clearly has a lot more to talk about. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Why even now I don't disrespect Christianity in a sense because I know it works and I know truth still lives there but I found something that worked better for me hello and welcome to the Jew 3 projects new series from people to person sponsored by the Matthew 59 fellowship my name is Brandon Cleaver, and I serve as a Matthew 5-9 Outreach Manager. We're a group of pastors and Christian leaders shepherding our communities to live out the gospel and place our identities in Christ above partisanship and societal divisions. We support both pastors and Christian leaders with resources and training to grapple with the harmful divisions in the U.S. in hopes of building a future in which all human beings are treated as image bearers of God, regardless of earthly divisions. With the unfortunate and pervasive co-opting of our Christian identity for political gain, it's up to us to lead with integrity so that others know what it means to be Christian. Oftentimes that entails conversations just like these where we don't necessarily endorse everything that's espoused, but we do endorse the idea of listening to those whom we may disagree with. And this is what healthy conversation and deep, and deep relationships are about too, creating space to be Christian when it counts. From People to Person is a series of conversations that seeks to cherish the individual. We understand that all religious groups have a core set of beliefs, but moving from people to person means that we're moving from these broad generalizations to specific engagements. Just as individuals in Christianity express their faith differently, nuances also exist within other religious groups. The Jew 3 Project has produced an abundance of informative interviews, series on various topics. See, I'm not against my Christian brothers and sisters. But you do have to acknowledge there's been a demonization of African spirituality. 
Why? I want to know. And why? Listen, we know why brothers and sisters do it. Can we be honest? Brothers and sisters do it because we've been conditioned to do it. You think it didn't happen here in America? What happens, though? We already know the story of Cuba. We already know the story of the Caribbean. When the slaves got over there, their belief systems had to be obfuscated, had to be hidden, obscured, using Christian iconography. Right? The Orisha became the saints, and that produced Santeria. Right? Haiti, it's voodoo. Right? Thing, we had to hide it. You trying to tell me it, it wasn't hidden here in America too? Using the preferred belief system of the slave master? Now the millennials are saying, we going back to the original. Why should they be demonized? I want to know. But it don't matter if you're Christian, Muslim, Jew, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. Ifa, Lukumi, Kondumble, Santeria. It doesn't matter what your belief system is. Whatever you practicing, you better try to get your spirit right. Because if you do anything wrong using the precepts and concepts of these belief systems, please believe it's going to come back. That's how it works. What you put out, you get back. Oh, let me get my sister back in here. Ia Dami was in here cooking. Talk to me, Ia. I'm here with you, bro. <laughs> so let me ask, because I think this is a very important question here. What does the healing process look like for someone who is participating in African spirituality? How does that process differ from, say, what they've been taught? So when you think about, okay, what this healing process looks like, I mean, in all aspects, it pretty much looks the same. You have this aspect of acknowledgement that we have to do. We have to acknowledge where our trauma comes from and where we need to heal and what areas we need to heal within. After that acknowledgement, we have to now learn of new ways of how to heal, learn of new ways of how to, how to be, how to interact, how to respond, how to react in certain things and aspects and experiences in life. And then from that, in learning that, many times we want to skip this part because it causes us to have to have a bit more patience, but we now have to embody those alternatives that we've been learning. We have to become that. Um, that we can't just be talking about it, you know, just, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, go journal, girl, but when's the last time you journaled? Mm. Or, you know, anything of that nature. So we have to embody it, meaning when I'm placed in these familiar instances and situations, I don't revert back to old ways of being and habits of thinking, mm. but I utilize and I practice these new techniques that I have been learning. Mm -hmm. It now becomes my second nature. I'm living this. This is a, a, a lifestyle and not just something that I preach about and I talk about. And then we're able to go ahead and pay it forward because that's still a part of that teaching process as well. As I'm able to now go 
and impart that to someone else. Now I also even learn new aspects of myself as a teacher and not just a student. Mm. The roles are reversed now. So in our systems of African traditional uh, religion or spirituality, and I really believe in all aspects of uh, consciousness, mm-hmm. not just Ifa or Lukumi or Santaria or Condomble or any of those African traditional spiritual practices, but just in the aspect of consciousness, is going to always give us this 360 perspective. That 360 perspective means it's not 180. It's not, okay, okay, I turn away from those things of the old. I isolate myself from those things of the old and the familiar to now become this new person. But now that I've become this new person, I can be placed back in these familiar instances and I can maintain myself. I can maintain my character. I can maintain these new traits that I've picked up and these new habits that I'm now continuing to cultivate. The only way to cultivate them is to now be placed in positions where I have to put it to practice. Mm. But just to talk about it, I'm just talking. To actually do it, to live it, that's something else. That's something so, else. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my sister, Iadami. That's what I call her, Iadami or Sam. Listen, she's on fire tonight. And when we come forward, I'm going to have her give you her information. You want to connect with Iadami. I'm telling you right now. She's one of the people that I connect with. You want to connect with Iadami. Trust me. When we come forward, more on Witches with Attitudes. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. I'm going to try not to be long on this video. But I just want to comment on an article that was written regarding Jamal Bryant. Where he calls out Christians who burn sage. He says it's witchcraft. Satanic aromatherapy. Now, much of what he spoke on in this article is valid information. It's true. A lot of what he says is true. But when it comes down to Jamal Bryan, the first thought comes to my mind. When he teach on messages like this. Is the fact that. He committed adultery. He went outside of his home. He tore up his home. He tore up his family. And then even after he was divorced, he had a child out of wedlock. So pastors like this, it's really hard for me to listen to what they have to say. They could be teaching the truth. But it's extremely hard to listen to them. Not so much as because of the message that he teaches. But because of how he teaches the message. And how he condemns people that do these things. Now when it comes to sage. I've studied and researched sage myself. And it's like burning frankincense and myrrh. It's all according to your will and the intention that you put into it. It's your motive and intention behind doing that because even in voodoo or santeria or other forms of dark magic, 
or dark arts it's a matter it's according to your motive and intention because many of them use the, the book of Psalms you have places that sell witchcraft items they also sell the book of Psalms and they use the Psalms for for magic very interesting take I remember Pastor Jamal Bryant admonishing his parishioners for burning sage but that was an interesting analogy uh, the young man just articulated and that is there are rituals in the church when you eat that cracker and drink that grape juice that wine or the blood, that's the blood of Jesus. This is a ritual. Now, if some wanted to be cynical, they could say, oh, that's cannibalism. We're eating Jesus's body and drinking his blood. What are we, vampires? It could go anywhere. So, again, one ritual is not good. And I heard what he said about dark magic. Did y'all hear that? Dark magic? Is it dark because it comes from melanated people? Is that what makes it dark? And would the inverse of that or the reverse of that mean Western belief systems are white magic? I'm just asking. I need to know. Sister Dami, come in here, man. Like our people, when I tell you I'm walking around the studio right now, Dami, and people are literally afraid of this topic. No, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk about that. No, no, no. You gonna talk about Jesus? No, uh, no uh, witchcraft? Uh-uh, no, 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 not the kid. Why is that, Dami? Because <laughs> people scared. That's why. I mean, <laughs> that's just what it is. People get scared of that. Over time, history, I mean... Think about it. When you talk about, think about the, the Salem witch trials. I mean, even Europeans did it to their own people. They did it to their own people first. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, just the topic within itself, when it talks about you being empowered, anything, when we talk about our society, is going to always demonize empowering people. Because if I'm empowering you, then you, can, you will no longer be my employee, but you'll understand that you are also an entrepreneur. If I empower you, then that means that you understand that you yourself are resourceful. And when you're lacking, you tap into your own inner resources. That's the thing. So nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to, to give you that free game. Mm. You know, let me put you on the game. Nobody want to put you on the game. People want to sell the game. Ooh. And that's just what it is, but <laughs> it is what it is. Let me ask you this, though. Because they try to make it seem like he's practicing witchcraft or she's practicing witchcraft and you're under a spell. If your mama is speaking negative, negatively to you about your daddy, that's casting a spell. If your pastor is speaking to other parishioners about how your suit is dirty, Right. Those are conspiracy. You know, the word conspiracy means whispers. And that's the devil's original name in the Bible is the whisperer. 
So if the conspiracy of whispers are happening in the church, they're casting negative evil spells too. Can you talk to me about that, Dami? <laughs> oh, we. So so I love it. Okay. Uh, please, y'all, don't don't get on me. Um, but um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's real. It's real. It's really real. I mean, we've been we've been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled. Like real talk, you know. Um, because without it, I mean, a lot of churches would be closed. A lot of these. You know, a lot of consumerism wouldn't necessarily be as high because people would be out there employing themselves. Like, this is what it really breaks down to at the end of the day. You know, who's the buyer, who's the consumer? And I know mm. we're talking about a very spiritual topic, but all of that goes in, in, in it, it intertwines because you got a lot of people out here who are rushing to be these spiritualists just so they can boost their capital. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the reality of the world that we live in today. Everybody's a guru. Everybody's a this. Everybody's a that. I'm an Ianifa. I've been initiated for some years now. I've gone through several different initiations, received several different titles. The point is that I don't even go around here pushing all of that. Well, I'll push you it know, for you. Those- I call her every other two weeks and I say I need help. I need a reading. Something wrong. <laughs> Get in here, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I understand. And, and, and I mean, the thing is, though, most people who empower you, they're not really looking for a paycheck type thing. Because mm-hmm. if I'm empowering you, that means that if I, if I teach you how to fish, what my father would tell me all the time, if I give you fish, you'll eat for a day. If I teach you how to fish, you'll eat for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That means you don't need me no more. Mm-hmm. You don't need me no more. I gave you the game. Now go and make make do with that. You know, so that's what my teacher taught me. Your teacher, our teacher, you know, our our godfather. That's what he gives us. He gives us the knowledge to go and do it for ourselves. So for me, I don't really get too caught up in the whole religion thing and all that, even though I have a very extensive background within it. I don't really get too caught up in it because I feel like that's low vibrational. Um, I'm, I've raised my vibration a bit more where, uh, I don't argue over religion. You call God, Yahweh, whoever, that's your business for sure. Good for you. If it works, do it. There we go. That's who I know. (laughs) Even, even people who are in the practice, the tradition, and yet they still struggle with the fundamentals in certain aspects. And I have been told this in certain ways from certain other priests. Uh, and I've also told this to other people, if you ain't got it by now, Go back to the church. And it's okay. Uh, listen, and that is wait, okay. Wait, hold tight. Hold tight. Hold tight. She cooking right now. Listen, when we come forward, I want you to address this question. And we got callers. I want you to talk to some of our callers. This question is, is there a mean girl culture within the traditions of African spirituality. Me and my sister, Ia, Dami, we on fire tonight when we come forward. Trust me, there is so much rich conversation left. (laughs) KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I was into horoscopes. I was doing all the yoga stuff. Burning sage. I lived with a witch. That's what all the witches I knew did when they got into their house. You would always burn sage. It's a common thing. So it blows my mind when I see Christians doing it and they don't know any better. 
You don't need the bacteria out of your house that bad. Get some Lysol and be done with it. <laughs> Burning sage. All you got is sage-smelling demons that you just brought in there. <laughs> you didn't get rid of nothing. You brought them in. Oh, what in the world? Yes, people believe that. People, Do you know how old burning sage is for Native Americans, for Hindus, for Africans? And When did burning sage become off limits for Christians? When did yoga become off limits for Christians? The Bible, does the Bible speak on yoga? I, what I'm saying is, man, like, there has to be more respect in the spirit space. Like, if you really spiritual, you understand that every belief system has a grain and a seed of truth. Now, what happens is culture, politics, and all the other uh, appendages get tacked on to this universal truth and then contaminates it. Fear, ego, all of this stuff starts to pour into uh, what was once a pure idea or pure metaphor and then gets turned into something that is div divisive or uh, something that actually becomes judgmental and condescending and exclusionary, right? It's, it's real strange to me. But I got my sister on the line. Tonight's topic is Witches with Attitudes. WWA, a deeper look at millennial black women's migration away from the Abrahamic belief systems back to African spirituality. And my initial question was, should they carry their unhealed wounds with them? Now, when we came forward, I left you guys on a bit of a cliffhanger. I was asking my sister, who is... An Ianifa, a priestess, which would also be considered a witch, but not in the European context you've been conditioned by. This is an African spirituality context, which is totally different. The question is, is there a mean girl culture within the traditions of African spirituality? Iadami, what are your thoughts? Uh, can I say, can I say hell? You can oh, say hell. hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely it is. I mean, in anything that you do, I, I am really a firm believer that it's not necessarily the practice, the spiritual practice that one does, or the practice within itself, it's the people. Mm. People come and contaminate everything. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty sickening. Um, but that mean girl attitude or that mean girl culture, where it comes from, is from the unhealed. So that unhealed affects another one who's already unhealed and traumatizes that one even more. And now that one just passes it down and passes it down and passes it down. That is that mean girl culture. Or the if you're not with the clique, you're not with us. Or if, you know, instead of bringing young women in, taking them under your wing, giving them the game, helping them to understand and see their value, their worth, how to make better decisions in life and through their mates and their partners and within their families and things. It is a judgment. Oh, she ain't this or she ain't that or she with him or she with that or this or that or this or that. And then we get caught up on all those things and we lose the whole focus of spirituality. 
we lose the whole focus of practicing the way or or existing in order to practice the ways of God, right? Which is the whole breakdown of the term spiritual, mm. to be spiritual. That within itself, we lose it. We lose the Iwa Puele. What is the Iwa Puele? It's the good character. It's not just the good character, though. It's the gentle character, mm. being gentle with oneself, being gentle with another, being able to uh, have compassion and empathy for one another, understanding for one another, not judgment. I don't judge you. And the fact that I don't judge you is I can accept you as you are. That's the real come as you are, right? So even if you want to talk about Jesus, Jesus within himself said, the hell with these damn temples. <laughs> the hell with these temples. Don't nobody, give, don't nobody care about these temples. The work is out in the streets with the people. Go get the people. If all y'all already saved, why y'all just among saved folks and not going to go save some other folks? So same thing with us. If we already healed, why can't we pay that forward and give that healing to the mm. next generation mm. so that these younger women don't come up with these traumas and passing it on down to their daughters Ooh. and down the line, down the line, down the line? When does it stop? So just listening to you, you know what this reminds me of? Because sometimes I'm in a hurry when I'm leaving my house. And sometimes I may grab two Mitch Mac socks, right? Mitch mix matched socks. And, and what I'll do is uh, if I warn them, say, the day before, I go, oh, these socks are clean enough. And what I'll do is I'll flip them inside out and I'll wear them inside out. This is the truth. I'm sorry. I'm telling you. I'm I'm having a vulnerable moment right now because I'm inspired. I'll flip the socks inside out. Black folk in America are inside out. And the reason why I say that, to be afraid of your lineages, your spiritual lineage, to be afraid of it. I'm telling you, I'm walking around the studio. People are afraid they look like abused puppies have you seen them videos with there's 32 cents a day you can help little barky right i mean they look shook over this topic because they've been conditioned to hate self now you can listen to malcolm when malcolm says who taught you to hate yourself but who taught you to hate your philosophy who taught you to hate your spirituality? Who taught you to hate the, the repository of information that came up out of your spirit? Who taught you to hate that? I, 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 it, it, it boggles my mind. They won't even sit down and have a conversation because they're fearful. And where there is fear, love cannot exist. Empathy cannot exist. Care cannot exist. Can I hit you with another one? God is bigger than any idea in any holy book. Your holy book is a shoddy, shabby description of God. How can you describe the infinite? How can you describe in words, in any language, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-substantive? How can you put that in a concept? So what you fail to realize is your book is a template. This is why I go back to Alfred, Alfred Korzybski, the famous linguist, when he said, the map is not the territory. 
You done took somebody else's map for your spiritual territory and you walking around here like an inside out sock. Sister Ia, get back in here. I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. No, that's beautiful. I like that. That um that reminds me of uh when I took my first trip to Nigeria, not to Africa, but to Nigeria. And I was going there to receive my uh my priesthood or to receive Ifa, my full initiation. And when I went there I was all geeked, I was happy, you know, I'm like, yeah, I finally made it. You know, I've been to South Africa before, but to now reach West Africa, like, yeah, we we in there. And um I was excited and then we went I went straight to the village, so I didn't really get to see much of anything. My flight was crazy messed up. Somebody had a seizure on the plane. I'm like Man, get this dude off the plane. And I know that's wrong, but at the moment, it was that's just where my mind was. But anyway, when I went there and we finally got to leave the village and we went to like we we went through the marketplace and, and they took us to this place. We were in Abiyakuta and they took us to Olumo Rock and they were giving us the breakdown in the history and whatnot. And some of the people there, these are natives of the city, and they come there and what they do is some of them, like, it's not even a job for them. They just, they don't get paid, but they get paid by the tips that people give them at the time they did. Um, and, you know, they were giving us, you know, telling, giving us a history and all of this and whatnot. And it was, it was cool. And then, but at a, at a certain point, I'm just looking at the people. Now, mind you, I done went there. They didn't shave my head. They didn't, did all kind of things. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really went through it. Okay. And now, I finally get to see the people of the land outside of the village, and I'm looking at these people with two-toned skins and they bleaching themselves and all of this, you know, wigs and all of this masquerade. And I'm like, damn, I didn't pay thousands of dollars mm. to come here because I want to know of my people on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's run away from being colonialized, and mm. you, uh, excuse me, yeah, I'm going to say something. Don't, don't say and it. You people, <laughs> <laughs> and you people are running towards it. You're saying, oh, colonize me? Mm. Please, colonize me. They'll look at me as a black African-American and call me Oyimbo. And one of them did, and I said, don't ever call me that again in your life. She said, oh, you understand what I said? I said, I understand everything you said. And don't ever disrespect me like that again. Oh, my sister. No, I'm not your sister. No, 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 no. Mm. Keep that same energy. Come on. And for those of you who want to say, oh, what, what tip do you have for me? What do you have for me? That's the thing. What do you have for me? You know, they see us. You're African-American. What do you have for me? And I told them. I told one of them. I said, what I got for you, here's a tip. Stop selling yourself. Ooh. And I walked on to the car, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried. I couldn't stop crying. Everybody like, what's wrong with Sam? And I'm like, this is a shame, the world is upside down. It's flipped inside out. So exactly wait. what you're saying about so, that inside out sock. That's, I got one on right now. Ain't no, I don't. But listen, because uh, people are in the chat are saying, what is the term they called you and what does it mean? Oyimbo is like, you know, this, oh, oh, I'm yeah, like oh, I'm white. What you is know, it? I'm, Oyimbo? I'm, yeah, it's like I'm white. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm of the white man. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not a brother or sister of them, definitely. <laughs> you know, wow. but if I was white, they would have laid out the red carpet for me. 
Mm. I would have got the red carpet. Mm. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, ma'am. Mm. But poverty is an MFO, though. Like, yeah. poverty will take you to places that you never thought that you would get to that low. You know, poverty will really reshape and reframe your whole moral standard. So I realized that, and I was able to now come back with compassion, empathy, for those who had an understanding, who even wanted to seek an understanding. But for the ignorant, we do away with them. But definitely, it was a culture shock for me. It definitely was. Man, my sister, Ia Dami is in here killing in the name of sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. It's so much flavor on this topic. When we come forward, myself and Ia are going to take some callers. Boy, I'm sure they got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15.8. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, if we can't have real talk, we can't be real friends. We can't have a real relationship. If we don't have real talk, if all we talk about are things we agree upon, we are a very limited and stagnant union. I need y'all to understand that we are a very limited and stagnant union. We can only we can only talk about what we agree upon. See, this stuff go it runs deep, man. We come from broken homes that come from a broken, toxic society, right? In that society, society serves as a parental figure. This parental figure, say, is our father. But our mother is somewhere else, some other country, some other culture, some other belief system. So the father, this country... The father, the country that eats its own, right, is constantly speaking down on our mother. Your mother ain't ish. Your mother was a tramp. Your mother was stupid. Your mother didn't, it wasn't worth nothing. Just like the child in a parental alienation situation. Your, your sense of self is being eroded by your caregiver, America. So America has eroded our spiritual sense of health, uh, self, our spiritual sense of culture, our spiritual sense of self-worth, self-esteem, self-acknowledgement, and while at the same time degrading our mother. So now when we grow up, that's the only parent we knew. We suffer from a type of Stockholm syndrome. So now, when even the concept of our mother is brought up, oh, we're afraid of. I was told she was crazy. I was told she was shiftless. I was told she dealt in dark magic. You don't know that you're suffering from Stockholm syndrome. You don't know it, but this is what has happened. And at the same time, 
your father been in secret communication with your mother, getting the benefits of knowing her. Oh, you didn't know that, huh? These white folk be out here getting that African spirituality. They be getting that work. Pastors, politicians, executives, they be getting that work that they told you was evil. Come on in here, Iadami. Come on. Get in here. Am I lying? No, definitely not. <laughs> I ain't snitching on nobody, but for sure. That goes down. You ain't going to snitch on nobody? <laughs> nah, I don't snitch. Nah, nah. <laughs> oh, man, I love Ia. Ia, you want to take some callers with me? For sure, let's do it. All right, Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia, get in here. And we had somebody on from Los Angeles, but they dropped. Call back, Nazarene X. Come on in. Uh, man, tonight's show has been so fire. Shout out to Sister Sister Sam, is it? Iadami. Oh, That's Iadami to you. I call her Sam. Iadami. All right, all right. Iadami. <laughs> <laughs> Respect and love, man. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for this riveting conversation, for real. Um, I don't want to ask too much, but even um, just chiming in, um, just in the vein of what the fellas out here wondering, um, and Brother Andy, if you can chime in, <laughs> help me out. But like, uh, Sister I Iadami, where should the men position ourselves in order to remain in alignment with sisters such as yourself or even like to further uh, our own knowledge base or introductions into these and powerful systems of spirituality, this knowledge, the culture, the community, like where should we be as men? Mm, that's a good question. That's a, that's a dope question. Um, well, <clears throat> one thing for sure. Don't be like me. Be in tune with yourself. What did you like though? I just said, don't be like me. Don't be like me. <laughs> it, it, anyway, um, <laughs> back to what the brother was saying. Uh, yes, don't be like my bro though. But um, anyway, I would say that you want to definitely be in tune with yourself. Um, all of this, when we talk about African spirituality, it's going to, one, speak about your own, what we know is Ori, so that's your higher consciousness. That is your spirit of destiny. And then you have your ancestors, right? So that's the fundamentals of having this strong foundation for men and women. For me personally, mm -hmm. I like to always tell people that you don't have to go and find your tribe, but as you're working on yourself and doing right things that you need to do, your tribe will find you. Because you will, mm. you will resonate on a certain level where you're going to attract certain energy towards you. Mm. And that's just what right. it is. Like-minded people mm. are going to connect to other like-minded people. You know, and sometimes that seems to be kind of slim and thin in, in the in-between in in point. But at the same time, that working on self and cultivating self and developing oneself is very important. And you don't want to rush that process at all. I see so many people that rush that process and they want to get straight to the community. But the more work that you do on yourself, that's the better contribution that you bring to the community. And that's what he fought and the systems of the tradition teach us. You know, right. we, 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 everything within itself is about community in Ifa, but definitely you can't do nothing in community if you haven't worked on that individual self. So that's for men and women, yes, and that's how I see it. 
I yes, love it. Ma'am. Thank you very, very much. Nazarene X, you brought Atlanta in the building. We yeah. love you, brother, man. Thank you love for the call. We appreciate it. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. You got to hit those digits. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. That's 1-800-920-1580. Who we got? Fas, Fas, Fashegun from Los Angeles. Get in here, Fashegun. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Boy, yeah. Aboro Boye, Aboshishe. Yeah, what's happening? How you doing, brother? Thank you for the show. Great topic. Um, yeah, it's a great topic. Today's my uh, Oshun initiation, so ah. um, I'm getting blessed from the from the sister and from you. Uh, great topic. So I'm I'm just enjoying listening, and um, yeah, I don't I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm enjoying this. Do you and, um, do you I'll have a question? Do you have a question for Iadami? You know, um, I, I I just I just like everything she's saying. I mean, she's right on point. Um, uh, she gave good information about uh, the women energy and Ifa. It's uh, very important. We can't do anything without the without the sisters and the feminine energy. You know, so uh, I, I'm I'm just appreciating. I'm just listening. Thank you, and, brother. Uh, Thank enjoying you. the topic, brother. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. We appreciate Keep up it. The good work. Fashegun, he brought Atlanta, L.A. into the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you already know what you got to do. You got to hit those digits. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we're going back to my sister, Iadami. She's in here on fire. I know you're scared, but try to open that airtight. You, you in a safe. I got to get you out of that. Just try to open your mind a little bit so you can hear some of the wisdom that the young sister is laying down on y'all. We got a lot to talk about when we come forward. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Turn this devil worshiper off now. Now, 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 now we done gone too far. The girl that mentioned Oshun in the record, she said she about to go back down south to where all the uh, all of her traditions are richer. Listen, that's devil worship. I've seen African pastors. Now, I, that's the inside out sock for me. I've seen African pastors call her a devil worship. Boy, you're colonized. And don't think, listen, you can be colonized by the dollar. You could be colonized by way of the lifestyle and you can be colonized spiritually. If you're going to go to Christianity, go to the Christianity you created. You do know the oldest form of Christianity on planet Earth. The oldest form of Christianity on planet Earth is located in Africa. Oh, people don't know that. huh? Ethiopia. Right. Most people don't know that. Right. How you listen. Because this is a whole movement. People saying Beyonce is a devil worshiper. And don't get it twisted. All forces of nature, prayer, all, all forces. Let me, let me explain something to you. I, 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 I broached this conversation earlier this week when we were talking about the spells you cast against yourself. Do you know negative self-talk? That is a spell. And you could be Christian or 
Ifa or Santeria. You can be any belief system and still be beating yourself up internally, casting negative spells. Casting. What, what if you have a ritual of self-deprecation? Huh? What if you participate in that? Now, I just don't understand how Beyonce is a devil worshiper because she connected to her African roots and the African spiritual belief system. Why is it that everything out of Africa is dark and evil and swarthy? Why is that? How come Ifa is not included, right, in the world religions? You got to go get a book specifically on Ifa. It's not included in a book, in a compendium that's outlining all of them. No. Why is it that your belief system that connects you to the world, when those Africans came on the slave ships, huh? When those Africans came on the slave ships, they came with Ifa. And there's evidence of that here in the Americas. There's evidence of Allah and there's evidence of Christianity. Why do they obfuscate the African peace? When them slave ships landed in South America, Ifa, which originated in Nigeria, turned into Kondumble. When they landed in the Caribbean, Vudun. When they landed in Cuba, Santeria. And they came to America, Lukumi. Huh? Sounds like a pretty pervasive belief system, if you ask me. But it's always villainized. It's always demonized. And now it's being demonized by the descendants of the people who originally authored it. Ia, come in here. How do we fix this mess? How do we fix it? <clears throat> I mean, don't believe the hype, you know? <laughs> I mean, time and history has just told us where we see that they lie to us. They they, they trying to kill us in every way, you know? If it ain't by something that they want us to inject into our bodies, they're going to put it in our food. They're going to make us take it, you know? So we got to wake up. It's just really the only thing to do is just to wake up and know thyself. That's most important. I mean, and, it, and it's not just to Ifa. Any practice that you want to, you know, live out, do it. Just do it wholeheartedly. Understand the truth about it. Be real with yourself. You know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, if you're happy with what you see, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you got some questions, then deal with that. But wait you know, a minute. Deal with that. Get you, to the root of it. But wait a minute. You're a preacher's kid. You know good and well and questions ain't allowed at church. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how are we supposed yeah. to get around that if I can't say, hey, man, where this stuff come from? And how come you don't speak the language? And how come the book contradicts itself? And then what? How come? It, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I digress. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am a PK's kid, and, and I went through that transition, too. Um, but that's what I had to come to. I had to stop looking for answers from people who wasn't even equipped enough to give me no answers because they didn't even have an answer for themselves. They didn't have an answer for themselves. They didn't know why Jesus didn't do that, why God didn't say that. They didn't know. They just said, well, he didn't say it. 
when I realize and I'm talking to people that you only your only source is one book, mm. it's nothing for us to talk about, really. Mm. It's not much for us to talk about. Our conversation is very limited. Ooh. So within that, that's when I stop arguing. I don't got no arguments for no Christians. I don't care what you do. That, that's on you. Live your life. Be well. If, it, if, if, if it's getting you there, it's turning around three times as a 360. That's your 360 lifestyle. Then there you go. Listen. You, he who educates you becomes the interior decorator of your mind. I know you don't want to hear it like that this evening, but that's how we're going to do it. Ian, we're going to bring in some people who want to talk to you. Let's get them in. They've been on the line. Let's get them in right now. We got Oya from Los Angeles. Get in here. Greetings, everyone. Abore, Aboya, Ia. How are you? I know. I told you. Oh, well, speak on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What do you yes. think about what do you think about tonight's topic? Oh, tonight's topic is hot. I mean, I'm I've been on hold for a long time. So you know it's people in the streets <laughs> at home <laughs> that just have questions. You know, my question for you, Ia, is, um, is there a system within um, the Ifa spiritual traditional system that one can learn, a divination system for someone who is not an initiate, similar, you know, how they have tarot or oracle that people don't have to be initiated to do? Is there a modality that if someone is interested they can learn and if so where can they go to get this training I say uh, there is a system uh, if I within the system of if I within itself is a divination system um, and that branches off into several different other divination systems now when we're talking about the divination system where anyone can be one to learn this type of divination it's ob divination within itself it's, um, it's what you said ob 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 divination can you spell that ob obi obi ob divination got it ob divination that is one of the most fundamental that is the fundamental divination system within uh ifa and it actually gives us the fundament for all the other branches of divination that we see within Ifa. It helps us to get acquainted with what we know as the Odus, and the Odus are basically, in a more uh, very simplistic way of understanding them, is the oracles that gives us our predictions of, you know, our questions and so on and so forth. Um, in learning Obi Divination, I am a teacher. I teach Obi Divination. I have a Instagram, the Obi Room, and I do an online class and all those good things. So, yes, OB Divination is, is that system. Amazing. Oh, yeah, we appreciate your call. You brought it, uh, Los Angeles in the building. We appreciate it. We got to move. We got to move. When I come forward, I'm going to Seattle, Washington to talk to Barbara. We on fire tonight. The phone lines are cracking. Hey, my sister still has a lot to talk about. She might teach you a little OB. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. The Voice of Reason. You already know my playlist is my co-host. And my playlist has been on fire all night. Nina Simone. 
Carlos Santana. We on fire tonight, man. Listen, you have to pull the fear out of you so you can listen with clarity. Voodoo, Ifa, Condomble, Lukumi, all these belief systems that were born out of Ifa. You see them everywhere. Remember the movie Angel Heart? She was a voodoo priestess. Played by, uh, what was the girl from the Cosby show? Mother of Zoe. I forgot her name. Lisa. Lisa Bonet. She was a voodoo priestess in that movie. Right? Chucky! Yes! Chucky. Go back and watch the, the, the Child's Play movie. <laughs> they put your ancient belief system in it as devil worship. I, I, come on. So racism exists everywhere except spirituality? Huh? Why, why, why would they create a devil worship evil narrative for your belief system? You know why? Because they don't want you nowhere near it. Because they understand that is the crucible of your sense of self. And if you ever realign with the truth of who you are, there's no way you could be conquered. I know you don't want to hear that tonight, but that's that's what it is. Ia. Ia Dami, do you agree or disagree with what I'm saying? I definitely agree. It's, that's enough said. That's, that's, that's in a nutshell. Absolutely. They don't want you to know. Why would they want you to know? If, they want, if, they, if you know, then that takes them off the picture. So, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. We got a sister from Seattle that want to talk. Barbara, get in here and talk to me and my sister, Iadami. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? First of all, Bura Bouye, Abu Shishe, and Alafia. Alafia, Alafia. And um, I think this is a fire topic that we need to have more discussions about this. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a question. I... So in the chat on YouTube, uh, Baba Faleye mentioned something that I thought was really interesting, is that many black women have forgotten who they are, what power we have, you know, that we are the original witch, if you will. We want to roll with the word, reclaim the word. And I guess my question to Iadami, I've been on the mat with Iadami, and I've, I've seen and known and heard what she can do and say. And, you know, I'm Gen X. I'm not even millennial, and I'm learning from her and getting a different uh, take on how to take my life from her. And so what would you say to any woman, no matter, no matter the age, millennial, Gen X, or whatever, to start, what can they do, what can we do to start to remember who we are, to start to remember our power? Because they came from... Ia, are you there? Did you hear a question? I heard her. It was that last part that cut off. But... um. What I would say to women, um, young women, older women, one, I would say, first, of course, the fundamentals is knowing yourself. Knowing yourself, knowing your story, knowing where you come from is most important. Getting into the history books of your own family is most important. Uh, that ancestral veneration is very important. At the same time, too, also getting out in the community and connecting with other women is very important as well. 
connecting the younger women, connecting with older women, the older women connecting with younger women, bridging those gaps of misunderstandings across the generations is very important. That's something that in a lot of ways we lack within our black community, which is the elders imparting the knowledge and the wisdom into the youth. And that's very important because in many ways, whether we want to admit it or not, a lot of us as women who are, who are disconnected from that divine feminine energy or from that uh, divine feminine space, we were disconnected from that at birth. Mm. We didn't necessarily have the best relationship with our mother, many of us, mm. which who didn't have the best relationship with their mother, many of them, and so on and so forth. The first sense of competition that one may have met, I've met for some women, was with their own mother. It wasn't at school with the mean girl. The mean girl was right in their house. Mm. Right? So what is your introduction to that divine femininity? It's very important. And then how you reintroduce yourself to that divine femininity is very important as well. And that's just on a basic level. We can go, we can talk, that within itself is a whole nother topic on what we as women need. But one thing that I see that we need definitely is this aspect of relation. Mm -hmm. We got to get back to how we relate to one another so mm -hmm. that we can be able to pass down more positive narratives about ourselves as women, not Oh, women can't never get along. Women so highly emotional. Women so this, women so that. And we take on these narratives that have been given to us by society, by men who don't understand us. And we just take it on. I mean, so many women, and we have more of a mindset of a man than we do even of a woman. Because okay. we put up this defense, Ooh. right? Oh, Ooh. I'm sorry. Let me no. stop. No, I'm no. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't want you to stop. Like, girl, you... Where's the church music? Jesus, she's in here preaching. We just at the very end of the show. So this is what I want to do real quick. Ia, tell them where they can find you. How can they support you? Where can they go? What are you, your Instagram? Do it real quick because we got like 30 seconds. Okay, Instagram, Ia underscore Awo, uh, DamiOnline.net. You can also reach me and also the Obi Room on Instagram as well and Facebook. You can reach me. Man, I love you, sis. I'll talk to you soon. We started the conversation. It's your job to finish it. You already know the fire is going to stay lit. Sean, I'm sorry I didn't get to you. I'm up against it. My brother Danny Morrison is on his way in here to keep this fire lit. We love having these kind of conversations. Don't be afraid. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep pushing the envelope because clearly Zoe Williams has got a lot to talk about.